It's your host, Olami Yanda. We are back for another segment of Oya Let's Just. And today we have a brand new cast member. She submitted a topic and I was like, let's talk about this. So today she's finally here to re- record with us. And I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hey everyone, my name is Taye. I'm from Portland, Oregon. So West Coast Bay right here. Um, I submitted a topic about relationships, navigating relationships as a younger person um, with a Nigerian background and kind of like how that has affected my life and how being Nigerian helps, affects how I look at relationships and dating. Did you mention that you're Gen Z? I am Gen Z, yes. (laughs) So I explained to her earlier that... um, that um, our audience tends to be, like our main audience tends to be from 25 to 34. So she has to like explain some things to us because, you know, we're on the, the older side. We're still young, but, you know, we, we have to break it down for the audience a little bit. That might not understand. But you didn't even, you even tell me about your podcast. Oh, yes. I do Please, have my own podcast us. as well. It's called Tales of Tae. And Tales of Tae is about um, kind of like the lessons I've been learning through young adulthood. I'm 22. So kind of like everything in between, just like friendship. I talk about a little bit of relationships. I talk about my faith a lot and my culture and kind of all those things kind of make me who I am. I'm just kind of sharing my journey along the way. So yeah, Tales of Tae, if you all want, you can check it out as well. And what platform is your podcast on? So they can um, listen. Yeah, to I'm on Spo- I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, some other ones. But if you Google Tell the Tie, you can see everything that I have available. But primarily Spotify, Apple. And what's your name on Instagram? Your podcast? Uh, Instagram? My podcast Instagram is just at Tell the Tie on Instagram. So T A I Y E. Okay, and I'll be sure to put that in the podcast description. So check it out, you guys. Okay, so let's get back to the gist. Um, we are talking about how to navigate dating and life issues as a Gen Zer. So, like I said earlier, like our audience is old, you know, like not old, but they're young. You know, we're millennials, and you know, we don't understand how is dating for Gen Z. Because in, in my mind, I'm think my I'm Af- I'm your African auntie. I'm like, you should be facing your book. <laughs> you should be looking at your books and not men. But tell us, tell the audience, tell me. How was dating for Gen Z? It's a it's a little rough. It's just the way that people date is not really what I like. So I think a lot of people like to play games and they don't really understand like you know what they want. And I do I do have to think in the fact like yeah we are really young and the people I'm around um, we're all pretty young like you know under <laughs> under twenty five for sure. So it's kind of like the things that we learn as like relationships because you know the whole time your parents are teaching you like you know don't be in relationships don't be dating anybody like you know like you said face your books 
but I feel like I've only recently started being open to like dating and some of the things that I personally experience and people around my age have experienced it's like dang like I don't know if it's just people here where I'm from but people just I don't know they like talking stages they like wasting a lot of time mm. they like um they like just not knowing themselves first they just want to get into relationships and just like date for the fun of it which is fine but like I do feel like you should have an idea of like what you want out of relationships and um and kind of like heal and learn about yourself as a person first because a lot of people are freshly freshly young and then they just get into things and then it's like what is going on like do you even know about yourself versus um before getting into know someone else so I think that's like the issue and I think for me as being Nigerian and being young, I think not even just dating relationships, relationships and friendships even, there's some things that we're taught and it's a little bit kind of toxic even in the way that we um, grew up. It's like, so for example, like I've known like the older aunties and like uncles, like the way they do friendship and stuff is not stuff that I like to do. Like um, growing up, people would like, you know, have friends, but then not even consider them actually friends. Like they would, mm. you'd hear all this like gossip and like people are just, um, people just are with people because of the time spent or the time frame they spent for, you know, aunties for years and years and your, your family knows them, but the friendship is like crumbling, but people are just shambles. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to hold it together as much as they can. And it's like, for me, it's like, I kind of want to be intentional about the people I just choose to do life with. And I think that's the kind of issue I've been seeing. It's like, oh, what happened to this friend? You you know them all your life. Why aren't you talking to them? Or like, what happened to that friend, you know? But like, for me, it's like, no, I'm choosing to be intentional with my friendships as well. I'm choosing Mm. to be intentional about who I choose because it's a choice. You don't don't force you to be a friend with somebody. So it's like, that's kind of the thing I've been noticing. And, um, even some of the patterns and like, you know, not pe- people not wanting to um, confront situations and challenges that they have in relationships is just kind of the elephant in the room. Yeah. And I don't like that either. And then like, I haven't personally have so many good examples of like, uh, of good friendships or good marriages, good relationships. And it's yeah. like, it's honestly kind of sad. Like I'm trying to, I'm constantly learning and unlearning things have been passed out. So you yeah. just said a lot. And I think the topic of dating as a Gen Zer and seeing friendship as a Gen Zer is it Gen Zer? That's what you're called. I guess, yeah. I guess we call it Gen Zer. <laughs> the two topics that you presented, they have they're actually connected. And I say this all the time: like what you're saying, girl, is the truth. Millennials experienced it. Gen X experienced it. Baby, baby boomers experienced it. Like even the alpha generation, they're going to experience it too. Like everything that you're saying, I feel like despite age difference, we've all been there. And one thing is I noticed that, like you said, like older generation, they don't know how to maintain friendships. And I personally believe that the way you treat your friendships is key and it's pivotal to how you would treat a romantic relationship. Yeah. Because your friends, like, even though it's not as it's platonic, it's not romantic, the way you interact with your guy friends and your girlfriends, it literally is transferable skills, <laughs> transferable life lessons to dating. 
Um, and, you know, I was talking about this earlier, like another podcast, like, or maybe to a friend, like my mom, she prides herself and I don't have friends. I don't have friends and I don't have friends. And I, I, growing up, I never wanted to be like that. I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends. And I would admit that I know a lot of people. Um, and I'm able to maintain these friendships because I understand that these people that I'm doing life with are the people that God's going to use to groom and shape me to be a better person. Yep. So like maybe like 10 years ago, maybe maybe more than 10 years ago, I had anger issues, <laughs> you know, but it was through my friends that I learned how to love people. Um, I guess doing friendship with my friends, I was able to unlearn my toxic behaviors and find better ways to communicate how I felt um, that didn't didn't require anger or bitterness, you know? Um, and it's like through friendship, I was able to mature. Like imagine going through life and not dealing with people. You don't know what's, what is hidden inside of you that needs to be removed unless you experience life situations that cause these issues to arise. So you don't know if you're insecure until a situation comes that causes you to be insecure or you don't know if you are fearful unless one day, hey, your teacher asked you to present first and you didn't pre prepare a speech. Like, you know, stuff like that. So it's just like navigating through friendships um, and even life with people, I've learned like things that need to be refined or removed. Um, and I feel like sometimes African our older African moms and dads and uncles and aunties, like they avoid situations that challenges them to change. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? And us younger ones, we're noticing. Cause when you're little, they seem like superhero. They seem like the best person in the world. They seem like flawless. But as you get older, you start seeing a little, like little traits here and there. That's like, hmm. Has that always been there? But it's like your awareness of life has also increased. So you notice that, oh, how they handle their friendships. So how they handle people they do life, what they call their people they call their friends. You notice there's some there's some flaws to it. Like, okay, like what you're doing or how you're going about it, it's not acceptable. But you can't like you can't really call them out on it. You could, yeah. you can't. Because they were like, oh, so disrespectful, you're so rude. But it's like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm touching a pain point. I'm touching something because you're triggered. Um, but no, like what you're saying about friendships, it's like, it's so great that at a young age, you're noticing things. When I was your age, I was so oblivious. Like I was going through life. Like everybody was my friend. Um, but it's not everybody should be your friend or could be your friend or might be not, shouldn't be your friend in that season, you know? Yeah. But it's so funny that you said that. Um, what else did you say? You said a lot. I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you said a lot. Um, but um back to dating, like um how you treat your, your guy friends and your girlfriends, like it honestly translates to how you'll treat your partner. People don't really realize it, but once you take like the sex out of things or like the intimacy out of things, you're really, what you have left is a friendship with this person that you're dating. And, or what you, I mean, for me, what you, when you get married, what you should have is a friendship with this person. But, um, and if you can't have a friendship with other people, how would you expect to have a friendship with somebody that 
emotions are highly involved, like high emotions, high intensity emotions are involved. How would you now navigate a friendship if you never dealt one successfully with other other people? You know? Yeah. I feel like for me, it's it's more of... Because some people do put a lot of... Um, put romantic relationships more on a pedestal than friendships. So, like, they'll treat their friends like... Okay, they only have one strike for, like, their friends and then... Like, some guy could be, like, you know, doing them all kinds of ways, and it's like, oh, no. But I think for me, I started to learn that, like, the pe- wherever you water is what grows. Like, the place that you, you know, spend time, like, taking care of, that's where it grows. And you get to decide how that, how that looks. So, like, friendships, intentionality, because I think we see friendships so... So like I guess maybe random or the way they come they come up like it's so random like you meet people and then it's like oh we're friends or when you grow up like when you're in your younger years you meet people at school or you meet people at you know the uh, events and stuff like oh they're my friend and then it's so easy and then I think the reason why we treat friendships kind of like not not as good is because we feel like they're very transactional and very like you know you can lose them and gain them but I think for me being intentional with my friends has been the biggest help to me uh like spending time with them making sure to get to know them as a person um figuring out what their interests are their likes dislikes and treating it like how I would in a romantic relationship I think that there's nothing wrong with that a lot of people feel at, at like all. nothing at all yeah yeah so a lot of people feel like, oh, when when I start dating, then I'll be like caring about those kind of things. I'm like, you should care about those your friendships because we take them for granted just because mm-hmm. we see them all the time and it's like more it feels more casual. We feel like, oh, it's it's not that big of a deal, but it is a big of a deal. And those are people who are gonna be there for you no matter what. Um especially, I don't know. All right. I was gonna say especially because like you're in college and you guys are are literally in your own ecosystem. Yeah. Once you graduate, y'all going to disperse across the United States. <laughs> like, it's nothing. Like, everybody's going to go back to the, where they came from. People are going to stay, stay in town. People might still repeat another year. Like, everybody, the playing fields are not, they're not even anymore, you know, um, once you graduate. Um, and that's when your friendship really gets tested because you guys are now in a different season of life. Before, like, you guys are all like, oh, I'm in biology 101 with you. Oh, I'm the same dorm as you. Well, I'm... But when you graduate, it's like life just switched on you because one girl, one of your homegirls might be in New York and you might be in California. And y'all, the time difference is already there, you know? And the career difference already there. And, the, you know, she, you might get a six-figure job and she's trying to figure out what she wants to do next in life in New York. So you guys are on different playing fields, you know? Um, and that's when you really see the intentionality of your friendship. Not saying that this is not a good friend or not, but when when thing, when life issues arise, you see like, okay, like, okay, what's that, what's the friendship because we're in the same school together? Or are we really doing life? Like, this is a life friend, you know? Yeah, I think now I'm my senior year of college, so it's, it's, I'm starting to see the transitions of, like, people, like, saying what they, want, what they want to do. Thank you, girl. Um, yeah, seeing every, all the transitions of people, like, moving around and, like, doing different things. And it's, like, 
then now I'm deciding like, you know, what friendships to continue, what friendships are, you know, are just for a season. And it's, it's hard to like trying to, trying to figure that out. Like now that we're older and you get to choose, people aren't just your friends because you see them every day, you know, it's being intentional with that. So I think it's, it's exciting, but it's like, it's a lot, you know, and I feel like I'm starting to learn those skills of how having to do like friendship, even if our life seasons are different, even mm-hmm. if we do different things, even if we live different places and there's beauty in that we might, and our friendships will look different because yeah. we might not see, we might not talk every day or text every day yeah. or FaceTime all the time, but it's like, you know, they know I still got them. They know, um, I know they still got me. So I think that's the transition in that, but it's, I think it's still a beautiful thing, even if we don't, even if we don't like communicate super often, but knowing that you have that friend um, and they're there for you no matter what. So, yeah, I think you're a very intentional person. That's what I'm getting from you. Um, so I feel like when you, when you graduate, I feel like you're, you're going to be the friend that will visit the friend in New York for the weekend or you're the friend that's going to pull up to some friend's birthday party just because you know you spent the last four years with them on their birthday like I feel like you're a very intentional person like so even though like life will change for you for you guys I feel like you're the friend that will find a way to like support your friend um wherever they are and and, and integrate yourself into their lives um, a lot sure. of my friends, like they have children right now. So I understand like not hearing from them for like a couple mm-hmm. of days or maybe they're traveling for work. Like everybody's in different seasons. So I understand like, I might just pull up on your couch while, <laughs> and watch, you know, sing too with you and your daughter, like, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, um, I might just pull up to your house to watch, you know, a show with you because you can't go to brunch or might go with you grocery shopping because that's the only time that you have to talk to me and stuff yeah. like that like just just meeting people where they are um as long as you're willing to still be your friend and still keep that long communication whatever it may be whatever it look like it's just finding a way to honor their season but yeah yeah i think that's awesome that you do that because intentionality is really key and as long as both parties understand each other, then I think it, it works. It works. For yeah. Because sure. it's like, um, life just changed. Life, life, life hits you fast, you know? And like when COVID happened, um, I felt like COVID isolated a lot of people. So we had to find ways to like be intentional. So I think I, one time I just, I came, I came back to Maryland and kind of hung out with my friend and he was like, well, I'm going grocery shopping. Well, I, I'm going too. <laughs> we're going to together. You know, we're just talking like the drive to the grocery store, buying groceries, helping him out, and, you know, the drive back and helping him unload. It's like, what if we had a whole convo that we probably wouldn't have because we couldn't really sit down at a brunch mm-hmm. or stuff like that or go out and hang out? But, you know, like just finding ways to be with people that you really care about. Um, sure. Uh, let's talk about dating. Let's talk about so, dating. <laughs> I think dating is interesting. Um, I I personally haven't been in any serious relationships, but I've been seeing things happen with different people and my peers and stuff. And it's kind of, it's a little ghetto right now. For it's a lot always of ghetto. <laughs> um, I think what the things I have to say about dating have to do with kind of like how I was brought up. Um, I grew up, so I, 
I grew up in a, you know, like a typical Nigerian household and also very strict, especially mm-hmm. with, with dating and like, you know, your faith and all that. And I feel like um, that kind of does, being not, not being like um, comfortable with, with people of the opposite sex, especially when you're young, um, ha- sometimes does play a part in the way you, you view relationships and For stuff. Sure. So it's like, I feel like I am a little bit of a late bloomer in that sense. Not, not that late, but like compared to the people I know or people I went to school with, it was a lot of people who were definitely in relationships. And now I look back, I'm like, eh, I don't, I think okay. I... Okay, <laughs> Let, let's backtrack. I want to say something. What okay. do you, why do you feel like you're a late bloomer at 22? I'm not a, I think... No, why do you feel, I don't think you are. I really don't think you are. And I'm going to tell you why I don't think you are. After you tell me why you think you are. Okay. I think I am in the sense that the casualness of the dating game, because like a lot of people just had like, obviously they weren't serious or deep relationships, but they had some sort of like relationships in like even middle school or high school or like kind of those kind of things. And they're like, oh yeah, like we go on dates, we go here. I mean, they probably just walked back and forth around the school after after hours or something like that. But like for me, I wasn't interested in mm-hmm. any sort of relationship. Like throughout high school, throughout middle school, and my my senior year of college, and I've only now started to be like, okay, maybe mm-hmm. you know. So I think in that sense, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I don't want to like dismiss how you feel. Your yeah. because they they are very valid. Yeah, and everything yeah. you said is actually important and is valid and it has it has truth to it. So what I will say is, praise God for TikTok. <laughs> um, praise God for TikTok. But um, I thought TikTok, TikTok is not like the most valid place to find stuff. But people do talk about like scientific studies and mm-hmm. research that are done. And someone mentioned that. A lot of people that, a lot of women that were not picked or admired in middle school and high school took that experience and use it as, okay, I'm a late bloomer and I peaked in my 20s. But you gotta think about it. Like the guys that were picking people, the guys that were admiring people, let's be serious. Like their children, their mother's yeah. paying their phone bill. What do you know about love or compatibility? Like, what do they know? They're probably picking, like, somebody they um, think is beauty by society standard beauty. But yeah. if you ask them in 10 years or 20 years, will they still pick the same person? They'll look at you like, ah, changed. So I don't want you to feel like someone not acknowledging you or showing, like, they admire you or attracted to you as you being a late bloomer. Oh, you didn't peak. That's good. Because look at me. I'm probably 32. And I look the same way, literally the same. I look the same that I did in 10th and 11th grade of high school. And only thing that changed is I've, I've, I just got older. I just look, I look the same, literally. Um, maybe 10 more pounds. That's it. So, and it just, it, but it's not like, Anything has really changed drastic. Okay, I have money now. I can, I can buy. <laughs> buy the things that I want, you know. But the guys that didn't pick me in high school doesn't mean they won't pick me now. And because they didn't pick me then, doesn't mean I want to pick them now. Like, my taste has changed tremendously. Thank God. Um, but, no, I want you to feel like you're a late bloomer. Like, just because someone didn't pick you or, you know, show you affection 
in high school, they don't know what they want. Like, they're just going off society's standard of beauty or what a girl should look like. And I feel like you have a lot to offer. So, screw them. Um, You're very mature um, for your age. You're, yeah. Anywho. But, yes. I like that you're not open. And I want want to touch on what you said about, like, the upbringing. The upbringing and the strict household. Yeah. It. (laughs) I feel like it did, it did more damage. It did as much damage as it did justice. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, thank God you're not out here walling out, you know, messing with every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Um, but at the same time, you're, you're kind of shy a little bit to talk to Chad, Henry, and Tom. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, gotcha. why am I using white names? What, <laughs> I don't know. How long did What's going on? Okay, yeah. If anywho, like, it kind of, it kind of like intimidates you, like, because by I feel like when my parents do that, they kind of subconsciously, subconsciously put in our mind that every guy that she interacts with, it can be a romantic thing. As opposed, it can be a platonic thing. For when sure. you go to work, there'll be men. When you go to church, there'll be men. When you go to the grocery store, there'll be men. When you go to Target and you meet Bay, he's a man. Like, you know, like you want to navigate life not feeling like this can be a romantic thing. Or it like, no, like it can be like the same way you talk to your girlfriends, the same way you talk to your guy friends. And I think for me, I have I have a lot of guy friends. I had brothers growing up, like I had three brothers. Then my mom randomly got pregnant with my sister. But I grew up with men for the most part. Um, in college, male besties. <laughs> so for me, it was, it was easier talking to men, but I still, I still had a strict upbringing. So there, I still relate to that awkwardness of thinking like, can this be my husband? Or not even my husband, just so awkward because I'm always talking to like, yeah, so I understand. Mm-hmm. But I want to encourage you. I think you are a personal person. I want to encourage you to like explore having more platonic male friendships and practice on your guy friends, talking to men, and also ask them for advice. Like my bestie, shout out to Gabe. Um, he has saved me so many times because you know, he has like a, a mature male perspective and he's married with a child. Um, so he has like perspective that I wouldn't have because I'm a woman and, you know, I'm not, I'm single. So we, we navigate life through different lenses, but I would encourage you to have male friends, mature male friends, not, not these hooligans, these yoga demons, you know, <laughs> the ones that actually make sense. That going where you're going. I would encourage you to be friends with them because, like, practicing how to talk, being comfortable talking to them can give you more experience. So when you do talk to people um, that are not, like, everyday friends, you don't feel some type of awkwardness or you don't feel guilty that this could be a romantic thing. But you're yeah. free to nav- to talk to them freely as if you were talking to me, someone you don't even know. But I'm a woman, you're able to relate to me. So the same type of ease you have with me, I'll, you, yeah, you can develop with other guys by having intentional platonic male friendships. That's some good advice for sure. Yeah, I'll definitely keep that in mind. I think male friendships has, yeah, I've never really grew up having a lot of male friendships. So I'm kind of the opposite of, of you in that sense. Because like for me, it was only, I'm a girl's girl. So I'm just like, it just, 
they just we just connected, we just got each other, like we understand each other where it come from. But I think having platonic, and I think also has to do with, I think it has to do with the church too, because you think like, no, <laughs> I know for sure. I think this whole like you know the way you know have you seen the TikTok thing with the um, everyone talking about their church crush or like all those kind of things when they mix um gyra with sexual seduction yes y'all need to repent y'all need to repent it took me a while to realize what is what's the combination of these two songs like what what is the y'all need to repent because what they had Maverick City and Marvin Gaye but I was not pleased <laughs> But honestly, when I look at that trend, like some people have their, you know, their things about it. But when I look at the trend, it's super, super, like most of what I seen was super, super innocent. And just like people carrying chairs or people singing worship songs or someone praying. And it's just like, dang, I feel like, are we like that deprived? Like, honestly, it's so like. Are we? Yes, we are. <laughs> so like. It's. it's <laughs> we are. It's, it's weird. It's weird. So um, it's like. We're and so obviously we're not even that young. Like they're just like you know mid twenties kind of people, and it's like oh wow, that's that's crazy. Like how we romanticize every little every little thing. So I think being in church and being in that like church culture of like man woman like automatically like it's a romantic thing. That's kind of where it comes from as well. And I think the church and you need to know yourself. Like know who you are. So um, and I feel like the church. We haven't seen examples of men and women navigating life through friendship and it not blossom into marriage. For sure. You know, you saw three couples that we were both friends and then we, you know, God revealed that's my wife. Body story. (laughs) People would navigate life and still breed brother and sisters, like, and marry different people. Just know yourself. Like, when you do, when you do have a friendship with these guys, like, don't let anybody pressure you and say, oh, I see something blossoming. No, you don't. Your discernment is off. <laughs> it's off, sis. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. My friendship, my covenant with the person's friendship. And the Lord knows my husband. And it's nothing. That's that's a word right there, to be honest. Some people need to hear that. Because then people get, yeah, you have all these things in your mind, and then people get, you know, you have some people being upset about it. I'm like, yo, we should never. You should never have thought that far to begin with, honestly. I think having an honest <laughs> conversation is also needed. Like mm-hmm. when I was when I was friends when I first met Gabe, random we just said to each other, this is strictly friendship. And that gave us peace because no one could ever say, Oh, you guys work so well together. It's like, nah, son. That's because we're both creative people and we know we're creative and that's how we bond. That's it, you know, like we know what God has for us. Um, so don't quite pressure you, man. But I will encourage you to um seek platonic male friendship. Because one day my boss is to love. It's like non <laughs> <laughs> You know, like legitimately seek your guy besties can be amazing because like, bruh, they will change your tire, they'll put gas in your car, like. Bro, I was living the my friends were single, like not like not dating anybody. They used to cheat me to brunch. They used to cheat me like I was a princess. I was ah, I miss the days when they were single. I'm happy they're married with kids now, but still like I like I like being cheated, so yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> 
But what do you like in a man, though? We, you know, we, we touched on, we didn't touch on that. You, you have mm. a lot of dating's ghetto, but we didn't, we didn't get to why dating's ghetto for you. What do you like in a man? And what are these men doing to you that's making the ghetto? So I can go for <laughs> and pull up. Um, well, I think it has to do with the age thing for sure. Um, a lot of guys are not very assert- assertive here. Mm. It's just like they don't really know. Is that they don't know what they want or they know how to they don't know how to communicate what they want. Let's backtrack. Are there Nigerians where you are? Barely, bro. I, I think you're sis. Can you go to Texas and come to yeah, Georgia? It's like, yeah. It's barely. I live in in Oregon, so yeah. Barely Nigerians. I'm mostly Girl, barely black people. It's like no, I'm stuff. <laughs> no, there's uh, Portland is actually the whitest city in America, so yeah. <laughs> so why did your parents come down there? They just did, like, really for... My I'm mom off. followed my dad in that series. Is there, is there a redeem out there? Oh, yeah, there is. Of course! Why would there not be a redeem in Portland, Oregon? Come on! Uh, yes. So, yeah, it's the whitest city in America. And, which is... I'm, I'm still not really attracted to white boys, so I haven't really let that get to, get to me. So I'm like, I'm still slowly... Black. Black. Deep now. For now. Yeah. Like, so... I haven't really, like, the Nigerian guys here are kind of weird, so I haven't really went in that realm yet, so it's mostly just black, like, African-American and all that. But anyways, I think guys are just, in general, they're not, they're not assertive, they don't really tell people what they want. Um, I think they don't speak, like, they just don't, just the basic stuff, it's like, okay, this is like, why are we texting and doing talking stage for... How long, I just don't, I don't, I don't like all that. For me, what I want in a guy to get to answer that question, someone who's assertive, someone who's confident in themselves, mm. who knows God, who, who's, um, you know, who, who knows how to treat a woman, you know, who knows how to take care of their stuff, take care of the people around them, who's a family person. That's right. Um, just all those kind of things. Someone who, you know, smiles and is happy with life. Like everyone's just so like, I don't know. This is it's a lot. So I, I just want someone who really cares and can treat me in the way I want to be treated. And, um, you know, who knows himself has swag to them. Who's fine. That's not a negotiable. That's not negotiable. It has to be fine. I like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not in a rush. I'm always so like, you want to so. date yourself basically. Yeah. Now, no, I, no, cause literally when I went down my list, someone was like, so you want to date yourself? I was like, yeah, basically I do. Yep. I want the male around me then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I like your list. I like your list. I feel like your list is definitely more in depth and um, detailed than mine was. Mine was Nigerian, engineering major, and uh, I think taller than me. That, that was just it. Like, I didn't really have anything else at that age. Shameful. But yeah. Um, yeah, no. So now that we know your type, how's the ghetto for you? Like, what are these men doing? What are these few Nigerian men that are in your area doing to you? Oh, that you've experienced that's like, what is going on? Okay, to be fair, the guys, the Nigerian guys I've come in contact with, they're just like, mm-hmm. why are you dressed like that? Like, mm-hmm. or like, why? I'm not even trying to be like, cocky or whatever you know but i think sometimes like they just don't know their level a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like they're just reaching 
for like people who who know they know they don't match. And I think um, the guys in general though they just like to waste time mm. and they like situationships. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who doesn't? To get the benefit of a relationship <laughs> without the commitment. Yeah. Can you imagine? It's, don't yeah, let them use you like that. <laughs> the, it's an American dream for them, and I don't, I don't like that. They don't, yeah, they don't know exactly um, what they want. Or maybe they do know what they want. Maybe I, I think that they don't know. They know what they're doing. So I think that's kind of the thing. They just like to waste time, and they don't... Um, yeah, I just and also even the basic stuff like they don't know how to take people out. They don't mm. really know how to how to really date per se, and that thing just turns me off. I'm like, no. If you're gonna ask out people out, ask them out like directly. All this like all these games I have to play before they can get in. I'm like, can you guys just act normal for once and take people out and actually sit down and get to know people and then decide, okay, are we compatible? Could we should we continue dating or? You know, but they don't, they get well when you do that. It's just like, oh, can I get your number? Oh, blah, blah, can we, but no, so. One thing I like about Gen Z is you guys have more common sense than millennials at your age. <laughs> because I was not thinking any of that when I was your age. Sis, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was not thinking that. At 21, 22, I was not thinking that. Mm-mm. Um, I mean, I like to be wine and dine, but that's what it was. I, I was say I wasn't really thinking about commitment, like. <laughs> <laughs> It's fair. That's fair. I mean, it is what it is. But Gen Z, they know some stuff, but they also don't know some stuff. Too. Oh, we know. <laughs> I have a sister that's a Gen Zer. I you praying yeah. for her? <laughs> this girl, she will find like the most randomest vendors to like do her hair, do her nails, all this stuff. But like this everyday life things. I'd be doing, I'm like, maybe because she's the last born that I'd be, and I'm the first one, I'd be doing it for her. But, like, sis, but y'all, y'all, y'all amuse me. Like, y'all be finding the most resourceful things to do. But, like, you everyday do, situation, do. like, to email somebody, <laughs> y'all be struggling. <laughs> no, I'd be fine, yeah. They have all the, because Gen Z, they're very, um, they be have all these businesses and all these, like, hustles and things they be doing, and I'm like, yeah, they just know about that. But yeah, a lot of people my age, they don't really know how to like contact people or like, you know, how to do like professional kind of things. I'd be so yeah. confused. Like, how did you find this random vendor to do your hair and nails for us? They plan her whole prom look from head to toe, literally every detail. But then be struggling to do simple email. I'm like, sis. Oh, no, 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 no. Y'all, y'all abuse me. But then I like how you guys, like, be fighting for your rights. Like, y'all know your rights. Like, y'all, millennials, we're pushovers. Like, you know, we're used to in toxic, toxic environments. But you guys, y'all know your boundaries. And y'all yeah. know your rights. I like that. I can see that. I have, old, I have an older sister as well. And, yeah, she's, she's like that. So I'm more, <laughs> we're more, you, know, you don't really care, to be honest. <laughs> but let me go back to the dating thing. I'm probably getting off task. Um, but, like. I will say as an older person, you know how African parents be like, face your book, face your book. Mm-hmm. I feel like, honestly, African parents don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to communicate. I feel like they should have been like, be selfish and focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's a date. You should definitely date. Date, date, date. You know, with wisdom. Um, assess the person. Is a person on the same like maturity level as you? I feel like you're a very mature person. Like, you have a whole podcast. That's what you do. You're doing your thing. Um, I feel like you should find somebody that's on your level. And then from there, like, 
get to know them. You know, dating, collecting data. Like, see what you like about them, what you don't like. Any red flags. Not burgundy. Not cherry. Red. Red. Blood red. Flaming red. You know? Flaming hot Cheetos red. You know, like, any red flags, you know, look for them. Um, But I will say, like, in the time that you don't have anything tying you down, like a man or kids, a house, a job, like a, a job that requires you to be in the office, I will advise you or encourage you, I should say, I just encourage people not to tell them to do. I will encourage you to be selfish. You know, like, it about to be winter break. Maybe she'll plan a trip out the country. You mm-hmm. know, it's about to be, it's about to be fall. You know, maybe you, you and your girlfriends can go look, pick up, you know, go on a hayride or apple picking, you know, like different things you can do during this time. Because one thing I've noticed is that a lot of people that got married young, my mom got married at 22. Well, had me at 23. I'm at 23. <laughs> my mom had me at 23. Had my brother at 24. So you can already imagine, like, she's, she had a whole family. At her age, I was in Miami, okay? For real. <laughs> I was in Miami, okay? At her age, like, literally, even, like, even now, I'd be traveling. The things that I'm doing, she couldn't really do because she had, like, I mean, she could have if people had watched us, but she had a whole family of responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Things have changed. So I will encourage you to be selfish. Um, do things that you are not, that you won't be able to do or have, won't have the freedom to do once you get married and have kids or are even tied down further in your career. Um, like definitely day for sure. But when my parents were saying, reach, face your book, they should have been like, you know, face yourself, like be selfish. Yeah. You know, if you want to go to brunch on Saturday by yourself, girl, do it. You want to book a massage, girl, do it. Like, literally lavish yourself and it's like my therapist she was like you know are you living the life that's fun enough for someone that wants to join it mm-hmm. like okay what do you have in your life to offer the, for a man to join it because nobody wants to join someone that's in their house exactly that's that's <laughs> in their house watching like there's that just have there's nothing going on there's, there's boring nothing nothing they're passionate about but you have a whole podcast you know you're sharing your life journeys you know your experience like you're i think you're highly intelligent for somebody your age um you're very aware of things life is life situations for somebody your age um that some people older than you are not even aware of so i will encourage you to um be selfish like focus on you as well as dating, because I do think you should date. It's always a good experience to know how to, like, go on a first date with a person, what to expect, what went wrong, what you can do better, and what, what are some red flags that men tend to have that you can avoid in the future. So I will say that. But in this season, if you having all your youth, your, your back, your, your, you have no back pain, <laughs> your hairline ain't receding, your teeth ain't, it ain't shifting, like, you still got, you know, you have, I have gray hair, okay? This one is covering it up, but I have gray hair. And I feel like with all the youth that you have, all that you have to offer, always find ways to pour back on yourself or just to experience life while you wait for somebody to come, you know? Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. No problem. No problem. Because, girl, if I was you, girl, if I was your age, I would be, I was, I would go on a Europe tour three months out the country. Like, I would not. Girl, you have the time, you have the energy. You have the energy. That's, that's the thing you need to focus yeah. on. I'm tired. But you have you still have all your youth. So I feel like you should really explore life. So when you get older, be like, oh, mommy did that. Mommy did this. Mommy, like, you're going to be that mom that lived life before, <laughs> before her kids, you know? 
You got it. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Let no, them know that mom was fault. a baddie. You know, mom's still a baddie, girl. but I was, I was that girl. I was that girl. That's your dad picked So, yeah. Anything else you want to share with the audience before we depart? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really happy to have been on the podcast. I think one thing I would share is... Well, we didn't kind of said it all, but y'all know, y'all already listened to the Nigel talk, so y'all know the vibes are here. But I would say, like, you know, yeah, just take care, take things one step at a time and try to, like, learn, um, try to try to learn yourself and learn some of, the, unlearn some of the toxic things you've probably experienced as a kid, especially being in an African or Nigerian household, and try to see, you know, what you can learn, what you can take from that, how you can move forward with your life, and yeah, I think, I wish you all the best, healthy, healthy relationships out here, like <laughs> friendships. <laughs> uh, this time next year, we're here testimonies of marriages. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, it's been it's been fun. It's been fun. But I wish you all the best. But when it comes to friendships, you know, like I I'm pretty sure that you are on the right track to have an amazing friendships. But as you do graduate next year, May, um, I do like wish you a lot of success in navigating this life, this post grad life with friends, and just discovering yourself. And I just I pray that all your friends also honor you the same way that you're honoring them and that they're able to include you in their life journey with them. And um, people will celebrate you the way you're celebrating them. You know, like sometimes it's hard being the friend that celebrates everybody and no one celebrates you, but I don't wish that for you. I wish that the love that you're pouring out, that God will pour a double on you. Um, Amen. Amen. And yeah. Happy early graduation. You know, Thank you. you better be Thank on you. your grown girl stuff. So, for yeah. Real, for real. Next thing you know, you're you in the your podcast talking about, I just bought a sky rise apartment in New York. <laughs> Follow me as a post uh, a postgraduate as I navigate life through New York City. And then we, we on TikTok <laughs> watching you like, oh, okay. We here for the content. Amen. <laughs> but no, please go to the, go to the area where there's some men, please. Oh, for sure. Portland, I'm Oregon. going to here as soon as possible ASAP. What was your dad thinking? Because <laughs> hey. I mean, you're probably, probably looking for peace and quiet at his age, you know. But bruh, Oregon. We gotta go. We gotta go. Are there cows out there? <laughs> yeah, there's cows. Yeah, there's okay. cows and farmland. I mean, you should come down. Maybe I don't know. It's- <laughs> It's a lot of trees. It's green. It's fresh air. Um, there's mountains. Um, oh, wow. We don't have that in yeah. Maryland. Or not, <laughs> not the part of Maryland. <laughs> yeah. But I got to get out ASAP, so. Well, it's been fun talking to you, hearing about your life, and just offering your advice. I pray everybody that's listening also takes from what she said. Like, she poured a lot of gems. Um, maybe we'll have more Gen Z on the podcast. Actually, funny enough, the girl that I interviewed before you, she's a Gen Zer. Um, she's oh, also okay. 22. Yeah. So, yeah. But thank you guys for listening. You can find us at Niger Girl Talks. And you can find Taye at... Tell the Taye. Yes. On please Instagram check out. and then, yeah, Spotify, sorry. And uh, Apple. Yeah. Oh, fine. And please check out her podcast, Show Some Love. You know, guys, support the Ninja Girls and all the endeavors. Yes. And stay tuned. Oh, no problem. And stay tuned for the next podcast.